You're listening to the Sean Light Podcast, a show dedicated to helping fitness business owners escape the chaos of entrepreneurship, simplify the process, and finally grow their business revenue to six figures and beyond. And beyond. This show is about giving the frustrated entrepreneur straightforward solutions and giving you a real-time window into how Sean is building his company, 4A Health, into a seven-figure business. And now, your host, Sean Light. All right, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Sean Light Podcast. All right, so before we start this, I want to say that I think if you don't have a podcast... I think you're genuinely missing out on a really easy way to grow your business, grow your brand, grow your following, whatever it might be. For so many reasons, I think that I think that like long form content is super helpful. I just got off a podcast last weekend with Zach Couples where we were talking about the success he's had with his blog, with his podcasting. Uh, and just long-form content in general. I know a lot of strength and conditioning coaches follow me, fitness people, people who are really committed to their craft and who are very scientific and analytical. For those folks out there, the long-form content gives you the ability to differentiate yourself as an Instagram or a TikTok might not be able to do. So having a podcast is, is, is a remarkable tool that I recommend to everybody. Here's the other side of it. Uh, as we record this, I am walking down the street. Uh, it is a beautiful day. It's a beautiful spring day here in the Big Apple. Uh, and I'm just kicking it, man. I'm, I'm, I'm walking to get my hair cut and I'm able to produce content. I'm able to produce it comfortably. I'm using the Apple headphones uh, with a wire. Uh, and for some reason, I don't know why, man, the, the, the sound quality is remarkable coming out. It's just as good as my, my actual microphone that I bought off Amazon. So... I just want to say that I think that it's really important. I think it's a really useful tool to be able to get into podcasting. It's so much easier than you think. I've done over 400 episodes at this point, uh, and it is so much easier than you could than you could imagine. All right, now into the stuff I want to talk about here today. When I was a kid, uh, my dream was to play in the NBA, and I, I remember sitting at basketball camp. It was, uh, it was at a high school nearby. It was actually the high school I ended up going to. And there was a guy who came in. Uh, he was a high school coach at a, at a Manhattan high school. And uh, he had coached an NBA player. Actually, he coached Ron Artest, uh, also known as Metal World Peace today, who, ironically, I ended up coaching in my own right as a, as a Laker strength and conditioning coach. However... He used to talk about like how you have to like what you have to do to make it to the NBA, uh, and I remember him saying like if you want to if you want to go to the NBA you have to work harder than everyone you have to sacrifice you can't go to the movies with your friends you got to be working out you got to be doing drills you got to be doing all these things you got to do you know all the all the classic all the classic lines of you know doing more than what everybody else is willing to do in order to get to where you want to be. And I remember sitting there in that room and listening to him talk and being like okay like done like I'm gonna do these things. And that's what I did ever since I was in sixth grade. You know, you ask anybody, any of my friends, my family, I'll tell you, ever since sixth grade, like I was working out uh, three hours a day out in my backyard, like working on my shot, working on dribbling drills. Uh, and like every time, like everything got really hard, like that's when I would double down and be like, this is when I'm actually getting better. And so I would always, always, always work really, really hard 
to do that. So yeah, I went into high school, and I was always a good basketball player. I was very, I was talented, six foot four, combo guard, could shoot it, and uh, could drive, slasher. Like I had some, I had some, well, some legitimate talent to do some things. And high school was a bit of a rocky road for a number of reasons. And then we went into, then we went to college. But I always knew that I was a good college basketball player. I went in, and I, I went into, uh, I ended up like get going on my recruiting visit to Quinnipiac University. And I killed it, man. I had a really good visit there. That we always, you know, the coaches like to see you play against the team to get a little, to get a sense of whether or not uh, you'd be able to play at that level if you're good enough. It's kind of like the final analysis for whether or not they're going to offer you a spot on the team. Played well. It went really well. Went great until about three quarters of the way through the through the uh you know the three-on-three game where one of the guys in the team he was just a he was just a menace man like he was he was like offended that I was doing well against the guys who were already on the team and he made it his mission to not let me score to not let me uh to just make it make, make it really difficult and he didn't he didn't do anything illegal he didn't do anything against the rules of basketball but he kind of crossed the line of the unwritten rules of basketball. Like in a three-on-three game, you know, you're not, you're not, it's not the NBA Finals here. You're kind of playing, but you're not playing max effort. And he went, he went full NBA Finals mode on me. Very physical, which I am not a physical basketball player. And so on and so forth. And it, it, it got me out of my rhythm. It was challenging. I still did fine. I still got an offer from to, to, for, for the spot on the team. I accepted but for the next three years, he made, he made it very difficult for me. And I don't know, him and I just always kind of butted heads on things. And uh, unfortunately, I let it get in my head. And it really affected the way I played as a basketball player. I got really tight. I got really nervous. I got really, uh, you know, it's just like I got afraid to shoot. I got afraid to, to make mistakes. And you can't play basketball that way. Like, you have to be, like, you're standing on a free throw line, the game on the line. You know, a couple thousand people in the stands. You have to have, you have to have some freedom of movement. You have to be able to, you know, you have to be able to not really care about the moment in order to succeed in the moment. It's, it's an interesting dichotomy with, uh, with sports. Is like the more the more you care, or the more you care, the more you have to care less uh, in those situations. And there's this whole neurological study that I've done to, to go deeper in that, but I always knew that, and, and I knew that I had gotten in my head, and I knew that I wasn't performing at the level that I was capable of, just because I was nervous, I was nervous about what the coach would say, I was nervous about what the players would say, I didn't want to get yelled at, and I ended up carving out a niche for myself as a, like a hustle, scrappy type player, because he just posted one of, uh, one of our opponent's scouting reports, I just got released, they, uh, they sent it over to me. It was cool to see, and they're like hussy, hustle, scrappy type guy. Will shoot the mid-range jump shot, like stuff like that, right? So, like, I wasn't like a killer basketball player, but I was effective at the Division One level. And but I always knew that I had more in the tank. I just wasn't able to show it because I was nervous and tight. And basketball, because of my upbringing, because I had been working out since I was man, since I was in sixth grade. Here's the one bad part about doing a podcast side note while you're walking: you get out of breath. Uh, but anyway. So because I had been working out for so long and, you know, and because I had put so much pressure on myself to make it to the NBA and it was like a real all or nothing situation, 
uh, it just became like bigger than life to me. It became it became so serious, and I became I had a hard time. I had a hard time, you know, being free on the basketball court, and that was a challenge. And you know, when I became a strength coach in the NBA, and when I wow, you know, I was rising through the ranks as a strength coach in the minor leagues. I started noticing the trend that the people, that the players that were like me were the worst players. These were the guys that were getting cut. These were the guys that were uh, living life on the bubble, as I say. I'm passing a huge truck right now. I don't know if you can hear it. Give me one sec. Okay, so, you know, the players that were like me, these were the guys that were living life on the bubble, the guys who were working hard, doing the drill, staying late, doing everything that I said. But the free-spirited guys, the guys who didn't really like working out, the guys who were just hard to get them to come into the weight room, uh, the guys who didn't always do what the coaches said, the guys who would do some boneheaded things from time to time, those were the great athletes. Those were the great players. Those were the guys who were able to compete at the highest level. These were the guys getting called up to the major leagues. These were the guys on Sports Center, And it was always so interesting to me. And it happened so frequently. And it was so commonplace that it was far beyond a coincidence. And I started looking at it and started seeing, like, the commonalities and the freedoms. And I was investigating it from a neurological perspective. Uh, you know, position and trying to understand why it was the way it was. And I've uncovered a lot neurologically. We won't get into that here. I have, I have a lot of content around for that if you're interested in checking that out. But what I noticed was that the people who were more free, more loose, maybe they didn't necessarily work as hard, but they were the ones that were succeeding at a really high level. And I used to think back, I was like, man, like if I was just able to do that, like I didn't have a sip of alcohol until I was 26 years old. And if I was just a little bit looser, a little bit more relaxed, had more fun with it, I probably would have been a better basketball player. I was, I, I, I always shot the best. I always made the most shots after like two weeks of not doing anything. It was very interesting, but I was so analytical, so strategic and so driven. And I think it backfired for me. And at this point, I'm extremely grateful for that experience because where I'm at right now from a business standpoint, I'm trying to break through and get to that next level. And uh, it's difficult. I'm having a hard time uh, really finding the strategy to make that happen. And I'm sitting back and I'm realizing that I'm falling into the same trap that I did in, in basketball where I was just like so driven, so focused. So, like, I would go to practice and work hard, stay late, I'd do all the extra stuff. I was, just, you know, right now I'm taking all these courses, hiring coaches, going to seminars, doing everything I can to make it, to make it work. And it kind of hit me the other day where I'm like, man, like, you're, this is the same thing. And I look at the entrepreneurs who are successful, the people who are crushing it, the people who crush it quickly. And it's, again, it's the free-spirited people. It's the people who are bold, the people that go for it, the entrepreneurs who uh, aren't, you know, aren't as risk-averse as, as most people are. When I started to notice that and realizing the similarities between sports, and I, I actually got to credit my brother a little bit for this because he, too, is a free spirit, uh, and he is having a tremendous amount of success in business, and he's certainly going forward and doing things like that. And as I'm, as I'm kind of witnessing this uh, firsthand, it's starting to resonate with me that entrepreneurship and sports there's not a lot of difference between the two in terms of what creates success in terms of mindset and the entrepreneur, entrepreneurial makeup. So I said to myself, wow, okay, 
Like, take that experience and the things that you wish you would have done differently from a basketball standpoint, because it's happening again right now. History tends to repeat itself, right? They say history doesn't repeat itself, it rhymes. And this is certainly rhyming with my previous experience. So take that, so take that information, okay? Take that information, take what you learned, and how do you apply it to business? So I said, who is the complete opposite of me? Who is someone who is a free spirit, a super successful business person from risk-taking and being bold and being crazy? First person that came to mind, Richard Branson. But man, this guy's built an absolute empire from doing crazy stuff. I mean, the story about how he built Virgin Atlantic Airlines is, 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 is nuts. And, and a lot of his other things, a lot of his other ventures are very similar. So I said, this is a guy that I need to learn from. This is a guy, these are, he has something that I don't. And it's the complete opposite, it's truly the complete opposite side of the spectrum. I'm very, I resonate very well with guys like Tony Robbins, Ray Dalio, Russell Brunson, because they're exactly like me. But I'm already good at being like me. And I have that. I have the discipline. I don't need more discipline. I don't need, I don't need more conviction. I don't need more hustle and grind. What I need is more boldness, more, more, more going for it, more free-spiritedness. And those are the things that I'm anticipating that I believe is, is, is what I missed in basketball. And because of the translation, because it's so relatable, I, I, I'm, I'm all in. So I bought three, uh, three books by Russell, uh, Russell, I'm sorry, by Richard Branson, and I'm going through them, and it's as expected. I'm really trying to figure out like what it is about this guy that I can learn from and that I can apply to who I am, because I think things like that, that kind of personality, that kind of entrepreneurship, is the exact type of entrepreneurship that I need to inject into my business, and I got to find a way to do it. Right. First book I started reading was a book called by Richard Branson called Screw It, Let's Do It. I think that should be the name of the podcast. Guys, I've arrived at my destination. About to go get a haircut. I think this was a pretty good podcast. And again, I have to I have to double down on the fact that it's so amazing that I'm able to record this while walking and taking advantage of a nice beautiful day, taking advantage of some extra time as I'm walking to the walking to get a haircut. And I'm able to deliver some really good value and give you some insight into what I'm doing to grow my business, become a better entrepreneur, become a better person, serve at a higher level. And I just think it's a great opportunity. Guys, I hope you had a good time. Like, subscribe. Uh, give me some comments down below if you liked it. And send it over to some friends, people who need to hear it. And this is pretty good. All right, whatever. Have a good day. Did you know you can work one-on-one with Sean for free for 30 days to help you build your fitness business? If you want to learn more about how to take advantage of our 30-day runway coaching program, head over to 4acoaching.com and schedule your free momentum call. That's the number 4acoaching.com. Thanks for listening to this episode, and we'll see you back here tomorrow for the next episode of the Sean Light Podcast.